0: Woke up this morning, I was pretty fired the volume's up. volume's picking up a little bit. This is what you've done. This is where you can grow. I thought today he had a really good day. Is he making better decisions and better throws? I'm excited about the guys that are here. I thought he spun the ball well. There's a really good vibe right now, and, and it's, uh, it's fun. It's so, He's so just. just. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw
1: a pigskin quarter mile.
0: My... Ready! I would be honored if you played football for this team. The football gods are always on the Bears' shoulder. Go Bears! Boy, that escalated quickly. From NBC Sports Chicago, it's Adam Ho.
1: Are there any signs that there's a bigger issue of disrespect? Is Jordan Love bad? And from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. It's clear to me that they're going to make him earn that left tackle spot. There's some good signs there. It's okay to be excited.
0: It's the Adams. The Adams converge. Hogan Johns.
1: And we are underway. What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome into another version of the Johns & Company podcast. Kent, how do you like that? I'm renaming the podcast because this is my third one in a row where I'm driving without Adam Hogue, who is still on paternity leave. No, still Hogan Johns. Uh, We still miss him. He is, again, enjoying his paternity leave with his daughter, Olivia. This is Hogan Johns. Um, I am Johns. Uh, Today's guest, though, is a good friend of the podcast. This is Zach Pearson. Say hi, Zach. Hey, how's it going, guys?
2: Thanks for having me on today.
1: Zach is one of the youngest guys on the beat. You can read him at bitreport.com. I think it's part of the 24-7 Sports Network, right?
2: Correct, it is. Correct.
1: Uh, it's good to have him here. We walked out to, to practice together. We got to see football for a couple hours today, so a bit different than the, the OTAs where it was just an hour and a half, about two and a half hours. Uh, all the big names were there, but one. We'll get to him later. Um. Before we talk about all that, you know the deal. Read me at theathletic.com. Follow me at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Read Adam Hogue, NBC Sports Chicago. Follow him at at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E. You can check out our shirts at obviousshirts.com. You can watch us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us if you can. It helps us out a lot. All right, Zach. We got to begin with the big absence, right? Um, it's the only place to start. So let me just ask it this way. What do you make of Eddie Goldman's well, his absence at veteran minicamp when Matt Nagy made it very clear that it was unexcused?
2: Yeah, it was a little shocking to me because from what we've heard all offseason, whether it's Sean Desai, you know Matt Nagy, even position coaches, was they fully expect... Eddie Goldman to be back. Now I can understand the absence last two weeks for OTAs because those are voluntary, but the mandatory, I expected him back. And it was a little shocking not to see him out there. I think the key is what you, what you said was it was not an excuse absence for Matt Nagy. So that kind of raises a little concern um, in terms of him being in the next couple of days, I wouldn't expect it. And now training camp in July, cause we're, we're just what, a month and two weeks away from training camp. I would just be a little concerned if uh, our Bears fans in terms of not having Eddie Goldman there. Um, it's kind of just a storyline we'll have to wait and see, but and now it's a new storyline that we kind of have to focus on here in the offseason.
1: All right, again, this is Zach Pearson from the Bay Report. You can follow him at Zach underscore Pearson. That's P-E-A-R-S-O-N. Um, make sure you check him out on Twitter. Make sure you check him out on the Bay Report. So you don't want, like, you want your starters there. You don't like having to talk about this continuously when your starter's out there, and, and I don't know if this is a, a contract thing. Matt Nagy, when asked um, by by me actually whether or not this was related to the COVID nineteen pandemic, didn't seem to suggest so. Didn't want to seem to go down that road. But we know Eddie Goldman opted out of last season because of the pandemic. So it's not a good storyline to have when one of your best defensive players just isn't present.
2: Yeah, and you know full. For- Pretty much full attendance besides Goldman today. Um, You know, not everyone was practicing, but in terms of everyone being there, it was just pretty much Goldman. And you're right, man. You know, the big storyline the last two weeks was Roquan Smith was the only starter that showed up to OTAs. And now you go into minicamp, And you have most of your starters, except for Goldman, who is a key piece on your defensive line. We saw early in the year last year what kind of happened with the Bears up front. They struggled at the middle where Goldman would be. Um, They had to plug in someone like Bilal Nichols, who might be a little undersized for that position, um, kind of rotating guys in and out. I imagine they don't want to do that again this upcoming season. So not only to get Goldman back in that sense, but to get him back in the sense of getting all your starters under a first-year defensive coordinator and Sean Desai is going to be key. It was, it was nice seeing everyone out there. Just a little disappointing not seeing Eddie Goldman. Um, and we'll have to wait and see if it is a contract issue. Um, I, I don't know the complete rules on the opt-outs. I, I can't imagine that players can opt out again this year without some sort of uh, you know pay being deducted. But yeah, it was just a little disappointing not seeing him out there. And I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see um, if there is more on this in the coming days. Yeah, And, and
1: you hate to go down that road, right? Like, because yep. let's not forget when Eddie Goblin first started here, there were concerns about his weight and his fitness, and he completely changed that. It became mm-hmm. an invaluable piece in the middle of that defense, doing some of the the, the most. I mean, there's no glory in playing nose tackle. And he yeah, it's did. Not fun. No, no, no. And he, he, he he does so much of the dirty work that is so valuable in the middle of those trenches. But now here we are on June fifteenth. He's not out there at minicamp. All his teammates are there. That, that's Akeem Hicks. That is Cleo Mack. That's Danny Trevathan and other veteran players. Um, Bilal Nichols, Jalen Johnson, guys who missed uh, the 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 voluntary portion. Of OTAs. Now, this is mandatory. So, all those guys are out there. Uh, Robert Quinn is out there, uh, even though he didn't practice because of uh, a little back injury. But this is a guy who had questions in the beginning of his career. And, and I don't want to go back to those questions because I think part of that's unfair. But he didn't play last year. And um, you need him. And like, like, you're, like you're saying, I don't think there's going to be opt outs this year. So you start to wonder what type of shape he's going to be. And you type to wonder, you you start to wonder what his motivations are going to be come training camp because it's all on the table. Now I I don't want to go down this road, but I think it's already out there on Twitter. I think people are going to speculate and wonder about this stuff. Again, I think Eddie Goldman has proven to be uh, an invaluable cog right there in the middle of the the bears defensive line. Um, But now you have these questions again, And, and I don't want to bring them up, but there they are again. And they're fair questions,
2: too. When you look at the Bears' defensive line, you know, it's not as deep as it has been in years past. They lost Brent Urban last year. They lost Robert, uh, Roy Robertson-Harris. And they did bring back Mario Edwards. You know, you, you get Blount Nichols back, Akeem Hicks. But that main cog in that defensive line is Eddie Goldman. He like you said, he's the guy that it's not fun playing No but he seems to enjoy it. he seems to be really good at it. And you know, we saw last year again, it's just you, you can't just keep on rotating pieces in and out even if you have, you know, a player like Hakeem Hicks or even a player like Blal Nichols who took that next step. And to kind of further the point, you know, it was good seeing the defense back out there in general at practice. And a lot of guys that you, you mentioned made plays out there from what we could see. So it would have been nice to have them all out there um, working as one. And yeah, if, if you're missing Eddie Goldman from that mix – Defensive line might be in a little bit of trouble because you're going to be asking players like Nichols and Hicks to kind of elevate their game a little more. And and they're not very deep on the defensive line at all. And we saw in OTAs, I mean, what, there was, I think, three or four guys, maybe a little less, that were actually there for the voluntary stuff. Three guys. Three guys. It was really hard. I mean, it was really hard for them to actually do a lot of the stuff and a lot of the drills. So, Yeah, it's going to be very interesting here in the the next couple of weeks. And, you know, like you said, you hate to kind of go down that route, but, I mean, it's already out there on Twitter. I've seen that stuff as well, Um, you know, especially after this press conference and him, you know, the news of him not being there.
1: Yeah, Matt Nagy didn't seem happy about it. Mm -hmm. And, like, Eddie Goldman's 27 years old, so there's still a lot of good football left in him. I, I think the Bears still strongly believe that, so they want him back. And I think, like, you want your guys there. This is extra practices with a new defensive coordinator. And I thought the energy was pretty, um, especially from the defensive players. Like it wasn't there earlier in those OTAs that were open to us. The energy that was there today, and I'm going to say had a lot to do with 52 being out there, 96 being out there, 59 being out there, four, which is Eddie Jackson, in case you (laughs) you keep (laughs) a check at home. The the new number four of the Bears defense. Like I want to say, that energy was in part due to, to all of them and, and having that attitude back. And Sean Desai feeding that fire uh, over and over and over again in practice today. Every ball that was on the ground it was picked up. I, there was a couple of interceptions. It, it just seemed to – like you want Eddie Goldman to be a part of that, but just removing Eddie Goldman for the conversation, at least, at least now, yeah. that was good to see, especially for yeah. a young defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, to have that.
2: I think it started in the press conferences before practice too. Before you know, Jimmy Graham went. You saw Eddie Jackson kind of peek his head in there, and Jimmy joked, "Hey, do you want to talk to Eddie?" Um, and then we got to talk to Roquan, and, and Roquan praised Sean DeSai. He talked about you know being the only starter at the mini camps, and you know how he wants to get better, um, things like that. And then Eddie Jackson came in a very you know positive, upbeat press conference. So the energy kind of started there. And then getting onto the field and when they started getting into those team drills and stuff, you could definitely tell it was a lot different than the past, you know, two weeks we were out there. I, I feel like the past two weeks, you know, with it being voluntary was, you know, kind of just, you know, not bland, but the energy just wasn't there from the defense side of the football. And while the, all the attention's on the quarterback competition and what Justin Fields and Andy Dalton's doing, it's nice seeing that all the defense out there flying around again. And, I, and for me, having that energy, you know, tells me, you know, they believe they can be, again, one of the best units in the league. And, you know, they don't think there's going to be a drop-off, you know, from going from Chuck Pagano to Sean Desai. And you can even hear it in the press conferences, they trust Sean Desai. They respect him. they he, He's been in that building with them for a couple of years. So, yeah, they are flying around though, man. It was kind of fun to watch. And they were definitely bringing the energy in the defense side of the football, whether it was up front um, I kind of really can't do a lot up front in terms of the block and getting to the quarterback, but the linebackers are flying around, the secondary I thought had a solid day out there. And yeah, you're right, it's going to it's a little weird seeing Eddie Jackson as number 4 cuz he always had to like I have to check my roster. I'm like, "Who the heck is number 4?" Finally it registers like, "Oh yeah, that's Eddie."
1: I Man, I'm checking my roster every 5 minutes. Like, <laughs> right? Just, just because there's so many different numbers out there, different different players. I feel like there's been a lot of uh uh, different roster additions from a, from a larger draft class to, to more free agent, free agent additions and, and whatnot. Um, Yeah, four. I, I love single-digit numbers. I, yes. I told this to uh, Mark Grody, uh, the Bears' sideline reporter, who was on our last last podcast. I love single digits. Four was my uh, high school football numbers, so I, I love it. I absolutely love seeing defensive players wear it. Um, So it is cool to see. You, you used the word drop-off from, from Chuck Pagano and... Look, man, I, I got to be honest, like, I don't know if they're looking. I think they're looking for something completely different yeah. than what was here before under Chuck Pagano. Because let's face it, as much as he tried to, to keep some things the same, it just changed. Just by who Chuck Pagano was and what he's used to calling. And things didn't click all the way around. So so I, I just, I still view Sean Desai from this from this Vic Fangio tree, like I think that's where the conversation yeah. should be in terms of Sean DeSai. Like almost forget Chuck Pagano. So whether or not Sean DeSai is capable of bringing this defense back to certain to a certain level that's comparable to what Vic Fangio did, I'm not saying 2018 because 2018 was an amazing season. Like the the turnovers, yeah, were out of the world. Like there was just so many of them. It, it's it's tough to replicate that. But now it's just the like Eddie Jackson today, and and the the earlier Zoom call this morning or this afternoon, earlier this afternoon, just saying that there were schematic differences between Chuck Pagano and Vic Fangio, and you whether or not you know whether or not like I, I think the conversation is whether or not Sean DeSai is capable of getting them back to some of those differences or finding those differences that were once there before with Vic Fangio.
2: Yeah, I mean, he said it himself in his introductory press conference a couple months ago. He said, you know, he's he's been learning under Vic Fangio, mentioned a couple of other names. He even mentioned Chuck Pagano, which was kind of funny. But, you know, he mentioned Fangio as someone who's been a mentor towards him. And I think you're right. I think we're going to see a little bit of more of an aggressive defense that's similar to what Vic Fangio had here in his run here in Chicago. But not, you know, for them to be 2018 again, like you said, that's just, that's crazy. Cause not only were they getting the takeaways, they're bringing those takeaways back for touchdowns at a crazy rate as well. So, you know, I, I do think Sean Desai will be more of a Vic Fangio style defense. Um, we'll have to see though, especially with the scheme and maybe the things that Eddie Jackson were talking about. But when I look at that defense last year, even the year before, I mean, I, I was a guy, I didn't think it'd be a drop off from Fangio to Pagano as big as it was. I, I had a little more faith in Pagano that he could kind of keep it up. It, they had their moments, but they also had the moments where you, you kind of questioned why are they playing, you know, off coverage and not really why are they playing 10 yards off when it's third and four or third and five and they give up first down. So I don't, I just, you know, I, I hope, that's not something Sean Desai kind of took with him in his back pocket and nothing against, you know, Chuck Pagano or anything, but maybe you want to see um, Desai use his players strengths more to their advantages, Um, you you know, blitz a little more, you know, maybe use that press coverage as a guy like Jalen Johnson, stuff like that. And, you know, the safety position for me, I think is really going to be the key. Can Eddie Jackson, you know, he's had a down year now last season. Uh, Can he bounce back and have a big year, going into this season. And if, if he can, I think his defense will be a lot better.
1: I think Eddie Jackson kind of hinted at it earlier today as well. That Fangio defense is is predicated on the skies. Yep. Like, he, he, so a lot of times they're only going to rush four, but you don't know who the fourth player is. Mm-hmm. And they don't show that card to the very end where it's almost too late for the quarterback to identify him because you're already after the snap and yep. there's chaos coming. Like the offensive line can't go through their checks and all that stuff because it's after the ball is snapped. It's it's holding their cards to the very last second. Vic Fangio's defense has excelled at that. I think Jean Desai will as well. Um, we got to ask you about the quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Andy Dalton was better today. Yeah, like like he he was yep as much of like we'll get to Justin Fields in a little bit, but Andy Dalton. For all three quarterbacks being out there, Nick Foles was one of the quarterbacks out there as well. He joined that. He joined the Bears' a veteran mini camp. Like Andy Dalton, especially when the Bears got the team drills, was the better quarterback today. Now it helps to play with better players, but he's also facing better, better players. Some of the yeah. Bears' best defensive players, their starters, they're back now. He was good. Yeah. He he was definitely more consistent too. I
2: mean, from start to finish in those team drills, I thought, yeah, he was definitely the better quarterback. Um, You know, just watching him, it feels like, you know, he's still learning this offense. It's still kind of a work in progress, but he looked a lot more comfortable this time than when we saw him last Wednesday, when he was, you know, turning it over a couple of times. And he kind of just looked, you know, uh, you know, bothered last week in a way where he could never really get into a rhythm. And I think today we saw he got into a rhythm. He was hitting throws all over the field, you know, deep, short, intermediate, hitting a, a variety of targets. He was just very consistent, and, and he took a step forward for me today because, you know, this could be the storyline all offseason. It's going to be Fields versus Dalton. And last week, you know, I tweeted out, I said, I thought Justin Fields what we could see had the way better day, and it's like blows up. And then when you tweet about Andy Dalton, it's kind of like, oh, okay. They don't well. want to hear that. Nobody yeah.
1: wants to hear about Andy Dalton having a good day or bad day. Oh, They want to hear about bad days because yes. that means Justin Fields is a bit closer to getting on the field. Exactly.
2: And, you know, while Andy Dalton's not the, the, the starting quarterback that's more of like the, the sexier pick, obviously everyone wants to see Justin Fields. We can't like not report what we see and not, you know, tell the truth because, I mean, he just was. He was better today. Um, I thought the throw, he had a throw to – um Marquise Goodwin, I think it was early on in in team stuff that was just right on the money. And I just, I like, I think he's got some confidence now. And I just, I mean, I'm all for a quarterback battle and I hope both are on top of their game because that'd be a, a very fun training camp compared to last year when it was kind of like, you know, it felt like there was never any many days where Mitch and Foles were just duking it out, you know, just each one.
1: Like maybe you know. one day. Yeah, maybe like there one. There's that one like red zone drill where, where they're yes. both firing away. But you never felt like I always felt that Trubisky eventually gained a comfortable lead in their valuations.
2: Yeah, and you know he jumped out to that lead, and I think Foles maybe had one or two really good days kind of making it a little closer. It they, they just never was you know, one of those days where it was back and forth. I think we could get some with this quarterback battle. Um, but yeah, today was definitely a good day for Andy Dalton and a step in the right direction for I
1: think this is where we have to almost inject what Matt Nagy said today because it was Mark Silverman from ESPN 1000 who pressed him a bit on that dynamic, that Dalton Fields dynamic. Yeah. And Matt Nagy reiterated strongly that that Justin Fields is the number two quarterback. Andy Dalton is the starter. And while they want them to compete, and they will compete, this is Andy Dalton's job for the foreseeable future. And I think you saw like times today where Matt Nagy calls him back to huddle. This is Justin Fields running a huddle and calls him back to fix yep. things. We saw Justin Fields drop another snap. We saw Justin Fields get intercepted on a deep ball down the right sideline. Like there are mistakes being made. And yes, he may be more NFL ready than Mitch Trubisky, but there's still things the Bears want him to get through, preferably on their practice field, before they throw him in a real game.
2: Yeah, and you know, those mistakes, they can happen in practice. And if they're going to happen, you want them to happen early so he can learn from them and get it out of his system. Um and you know, to the point of Andy Dalton being the starter, I mean, it's true. You know, we saw the kind of the report today, the quote out that, you know, there's really no chance that he'll be uh, Justin Fields as a starter. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the whole situation is Matt Nagy's ideal plan is Andy Dalton comes in, and plays well. Justin Fields can sit and learn. Um, and he can learn from Nick Foles whether he's here or not come regular season and kind of get that information and not only you know the experience on the field but kind of the off the field stuff that he has to process as well. Andy Dalton I mean is going to be the starter right now you know and Matt Nagy reiterated that today and I thought you know it was a pretty powerful quote because you could kind of tell I, I don't know if If you can feel it, I I think Matt Nagy likes talking about the quarterbacks. He doesn't like talking about who's number one, who's number two. He kind of, kind of hates to re um, you know, answer those questions, but it it has to be thrown out there. So yeah, I mean, right now, Andy Dalton's definitely the quarter QB one. He's going to get those reps QB one doesn't mean that Justin Fields can't overtake him. And you know, maybe you agree or disagree with me on this. I think they're going to set the bar so high for Justin Fields. It's going to be very, very tough for him to win the starting job out of training camp, just because they set that bar so high because of their plan. And this plan that they've told us since the night that they drafted
1: him. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with you. I think one way to articulate this is that the bears have this plan laid out for Justin Fields and sound fields through his own play, through his own development off the field as well. To change that plan. And the Bears are completely open to that. But it's on fields to change it. Like if if he plays his way onto the field, then so be it. But the Bears have like a bunch of things they want to see happen. And on June 15th, I don't think you're going to see all of them. Wow. So just try to be patient, everybody, because today, Andy Dalton was the better quarterback. Those two yeah. deep balls that he hit to Marquise Goodwin or something, and, and I I get it's it's helmets and shorts. I get the the degree of difficulty in in those on those was uh, a tad bit higher because of the the starters are out there, like Eddie Jackson's out there or whatnot. But I, I think you see a change. I don't want to say a change of mindset, but Matt Nagy loves that. Like if Andy Dalton can hit those throws too, like he's going to be on the field. He's going to be your starter because the Bears have added speed. Starts with oh, Goodwin. They've added a lot of speed to that receivers room, and they're going to stretch the field and take their shots. That you know, Matt Nagy's done with that touchdown, the to checkdown mentality. He wants touchdown, the to touchdown. He's 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 he you can tell he's just fed up with the the low scoring games that his offensive mm-hmm. had. Like he's he's done. Like now he's like, let's find some quarterbacks can move the ball down the field. And you saw some of that today with Dalton connecting with Goodwin. And I, I think that like, just to to steer the the, the conversation a little bit differently that receivers room with the speed with Goodwin and bird, it's going to change things for the bears in terms of what they want to do offensively, but also the competitions in that roster bubble.
2: Yeah. The wide receiver competition is going to be a blast to watch this, this offseason throughout training camp. I mean, they have some speed finally. And to go back to your point, I mean, in training camp in off season practices over the last couple of years, I think we've seen more deep balls completed in rookie minicamp, the OTAs and, and already a minicamp that we have in like the last three years, they just haven't been as accurate, whether it's been, you know, Trubisky, Daniel, or Foles. They seem kind of accurate in the deep balls between, you know, Dalton and Fields, but going to that wide receiver position. I've been very impressed with both Bird and Goodwin so far. What we've seen this off season, I think both are just absolute burners. And if they can stay healthy, they they add that dynamic of a speed threat. And you know, essentially, what that does is Alan Robinson's your clear number one. I mean, defenses are going to hone in on him. It's going to open up more stuff from Darnell Mooney too, who's pretty much a speed wide receiver as well. But he can also work, you know, kind of the outside in the slot wherever you need him to. But then you have guys like Bird and Goodwin come in. The defense are going to say. Don't let those guys get behind us. We cannot let them, you know, beat our defense deep. Maybe put some special attention onto them. That opens up things. In terms of the competition, I mean, you have, you know, Riley Ridley out there. You have Javon Wims out there. Um, you know, Thomas Ives is still out there. And when Daz Newsom gets back, he'll be out there as well. Anthony Miller, there's going to be one or two odd men out. And I think it's going to shape up for a really interesting um, competition and training camp. You know, will they want to keep uh, keep Javon Wims and Riley Ridley? How much special teams value do they offer as well? That's another area. They lost a lot on special teams, and they have some spots open at kick returner and punt returner. Uh, maybe a couple of rookies can win those jobs. It'll just be very interesting to see how the additions of Goodwin and Bird and their speed kind of impact this um, training camp battle at the wide receiver position. And maybe, you know, Javon Wims and Riley Ridley, they ran out of chances. I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see.
1: Well, eventually, yeah, those chances run out, right? And yep. I think the the additions, it's just notable because the, the Bears made a concerted effort to find more speed, to find more playmakers, to find another kick returner. They have that. To find another punt returner. They have that with their, with their rookies. And then they added speed through free agency uh, that goes into the receivers' room. So that effort alone creates a roster bubble. That That, that like... You see that, and you're on the roster, and you see more guys like another guy, another guy, another guy. You should be worried about your job because the Bears just made a concerted effort to change the room that you work in. So you better be scared. You better fight for your job.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, who's safe in that wide receiver room outside of Allen Robinson and um, Darnell Mooney? I mean, Anthony Miller still questions around him. Um, you know, and the veterans, I mean, it's not even a guarantee that, you know, they keep all the veterans that they brought in uh, at the wide receiver position as well. So, yeah. And I think Mike Fury loves this competition too. He's always one of the more like animated coaches out there when we get to watch them. And, you know, if you've listened to him over the years, he's always talked about competition, competition, competition. He's been hard on a few guys, um, you know, with Anthony Miller, but he loves the competition. And he said, you, you got to come in every day. You got to work, you got to win your starting job. And, and Competition is going to make these guys better. When you watch Allen Robinson make catches like that and Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller, it's going to encourage these other guys too. Going back to that rookie class, you're right, man. Like they made an emphasis on speed. You know, they took flyers on Daz Newsome, they took flyers on Khalil Herbert, Um, even CJ Maribel, who was brought in as an undrafted free agent. All speed guys, all guys that might be able to contribute on special team as well, and not only speed, but like with Newsom, I think he's more quick too, which is also a nice bonus to have, um, you know, in a rookie. And yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them in training camp.
1: Yeah, and then you still have Allen Robinson. He was out there today. Looks like Allen Robinson. Oh man, Um, Jimmy Graham uh, is out there. You have Cole Kmet, who seems to make every other catch out of that Bears offense. Like this is continued. Um, since OTAs, I I just feel like just keep making notes of Cole Comet like sightings. And again, we didn't have the greatest vantage point today from where we were standing. Um, but he's, there he is making catches, making plays, Cole comet coming around.
2: Yeah, he's by far been probably the top offensive player in these last couple of weeks um, with the OTAs and minicamp. And like you said, man, I'm, I'm just looking at my notebook right now. There's already, you know, three to four notes about Cole Komet um, um, making plays. And, you know, having Jimmy Graham as your primary receiving tight end, but also having a guy like Cole Komet, if he can take that next step, which so far is early, looks pretty good. Looks like he is going to be that player that they want him to be tight end position for the Bears might be a strength going into this year. And it's been a long time, so we've been able to really say that, especially the debacle, what, a couple of years ago, they had like nine tight ends play and none of them made, you know, had over a hundred yards receiving. (laughs) It it, it,
1: it wasn't quite like the the kicking derby, the kicking competition we watched, but they did have a bunch of guys in here. Yeah, Yeah. Like two years ago, at least nine or 10 tight ends. And more guys came after other guys got hurt. I remember that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, adding that dynamic to the offense, and for commit, he's got to be that kind of hybrid tight end in a way where he can block, he can catch, he can be a factor, you know, you want to be able to line him and Jimmy Graham up on the field at times as well in your packages, um, you know, in the respected spots, but yeah, Cole Komet, man, no matter who's throwing the football, he's looked pretty dang good. And it's not only that, but what I've kind of noticed is, you know, he's always been a tough guy to me but when he's making those catches it's boom right up the field, really quick, and he's really securing the football too—two hands on the football, making sure no one can punch it out. Uh, yeah, he—I think he'll take a big step forward this year, and early signs look good for that.
1: Yeah, before you go, Zach, just going back to those deep balls—I feel like there's been an emphasis on them so far, starting in OTAs, yeah. those open practices that we saw, and then today, like almost immediately in their first team drills. Again, there's Andy Dalton going to deep to Marquise Goodwin for a big, big, big gain. We couldn't see the exact yardage, but over 50 for sure. Uh, Marquise Goodwin gets up and flexes. You know, Matt Nagy loves that. Yep. I feel like that emphasis is going to be so important in terms of evalu- evaluating what happens at quarterback because Justin Fields can make them. Didn't make many of them today. But if Andy Dalton can make them, like that keeps Andy Dalton on the field. And you know, Matt Nagy, well, he sort of wants that but he loves those deep shots, especially when they're connected on.
2: Yeah. And dude, you know, watching Justin Fields in college, his college tape, some of his best throws are on the money, deep balls. And a couple of them have been in double coverage. And today, the one he got picked off on, I'm, I'm, I want to say it was a little bit of double coverage. Um, it was tight, very tight coverage for sure, but he can make those throws. He trusts his arm and Matt Nagy has praised him on that already. A couple of times this off season. You're right. The key is Andy Dalton because he's he's never really been a notorious guy who's just going to beat you down the field every single time and lead a you know high powered offense, especially later on in his career. Um, you know, did a little bit of it last year with Dallas. They have so many good weapons: C.D. Lamb, Mari Cooper, um, Michael Gallup. But yeah, that's certainly been an emphasis. And we've seen it feels like we've seen not only more deep shots taken in practices this year early on, but more completed. Yes. I mean. You know, last year we'd see the ball landing five, six yards in front of the wide receiver who was tailing down the field wide open um, from either guy, you know, either Trubisky or Foles or maybe sometimes under thrown as well. I do think, you know, it has been a point of emphasis for Matt Nagy. He wants that explosive offense. He doesn't want these short, you know, dink and dunk, five to six yard plays all the time. And, you know, I don't think as much as fans want to believe, I don't think Matt Nagy loves calling screens as much as he has had to in the past. I think not having a true deep threat and not having a consistent offense that can move down the field and be explosive and high powered, it has forced him to kind of do that. I think now with these two quarterbacks, especially if Dalton can stay with this accuracy that we saw today and connect on these deep balls, I think it's going to open up a lot more. Maybe those screens will start to work because let's be real, man. I don't think many secondaries respected the Bears' deep balls over the past couple of years. And, you know, really they only had one true threat, and that was Darnell Mooney. Um, You know, Taylor Gabriel was here, but couldn't really stay healthy all the time. Defensive grounds would kind of start to respect things a little more in that sense. And when you get those deep passes, man, it just opens up more and more for your offense. And I think they got the speed guys to do so. Uh, I'm looking to see what Daz Newsome kind of adds to that mix as well. Because I think absolutely died, in the slot. Yeah. Yep. And I, I think he's got you mentioned good one got up and flexed a little bit. I'd love to see like Daz's personality is awesome kind of get that energy going more into training cap on the offensive side of football.
1: And you're right. It opens up things for Allen Robinson. It opens things up for Jimmy Grant, Cole yep. Komet, and those guys bring tons of energy, you know, as the Bears best two tight ends and all the better. I don't mean to be making too much out of this, but I do feel like the attempted deep balls, the amount of them has been notable. Yep. The amount of connections on them, the actual completed passes on them is notable. And also like the distance, um, the, se- the separation between receiver and defensive back is notable as well because you saw Goodwin, at least in the second deep ball today, have at least four or five steps on the guy. Throw was right on the money another touchdown pass for the Bears. Uh, that felt, again, the word is notable because we just haven't seen a lot of it over the yeah. past couple of years.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, almost shocking too. I, I forgot who I was tall. I think it was uh, Sean Hammond who's out there as well. I think I was like, man, I've never seen like this many deep attempts actually land in the hands of wide receivers and on the money. You're right. I, I just, you know, good one. He's always had that. He's always had that speed, the, the route running ability. He's never been able to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, he's a, a very good option, a very good weapon for this offense. Yeah, I just, you know, I feel like Matt Nagy really wants to really finally get his offense how he envisions it, and this might be his first chance this year. Maybe he's saying, hey, like, I just have to go for it no matter what. We'll just add this in. If they can hit him, they can hit him. If not, we'll just have to kind of go back to what we've been doing, It's not ideal. The offense struggled last year, but opening up the offense is going to rely definitely on the deep ball. As you mentioned, Cole Komet gets involved. Jimmy Graham gets involved. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. I mean, Darnell Mooney can get even better, which is – kind of scary to think, too, because you know what you're going to get from Allen Robbins. You're going to get a, a bona fide number one wide receiver who's going to make contested catches. He's going to be open. Um, and just getting anything from Darnell Mooney and Anthony Miller is definitely a bonus um, in this offense.
1: Zach, awesome stuff. Great stuff. Appreciate um, it. Thanks for joining the podcast. You can follow Zach at Zach underscore Pearson. You can read him on the Bear Report. Zach, man, thanks for coming on.
2: Thank you for having me on, Adam. I really appreciate it.
1: LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. And over 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash adam. That's linkedin.com slash adam to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, now it's time to move on to the Q and A portion of our podcast. These I've I've actually enjoyed doing these uh, without somebody to talk to, and Adam Hogue every podcast. So um, bear with me. But first, I I got a special kind of announcement on this. So on Thursday, I'll actually be answering more of your questions exclusively for our Apple Podcast listeners. Um, You can subscribe there for one dollar per month, which gets you access to all of our bonus episodes that Hogue. And I do. Um, We actually have a few there right now. But not only us, um, all of the athletics podcasts um, are on there as well. All their bonus episodes are are there as well. So be sure to check those out because we'll be doing those um, a lot this year. But now your questions. Um, All right. Uh, A lot of questions here about Robert Quinn and his back injury. This is from Roberto Foster on Twitter. Um, How much of a concern is it that Quinn came into camp banged up. Um, I I think it's always a concern when your highly paid pass rusher who produced only two sacks last year, who didn't have a normal offseason program last year, is now missing part of the program this year because of a back injury. He obviously didn't take part in the voluntary portion of OTAs. He wasn't on the field. And now here he is on day one of the three day mandatory minicamp. And he's not out there. Um not good, uh, especially his age. Um, you just need more more bang for your buck with Robert Quinn. So I'm not gonna use the word alarming, but it's definitely not a positive development for a guy you're really counting on to produce for you um, as one of your, again, highly paid pass rushers opposite Cleo Mack. You're gonna turn your attention to other guys like Travis Gibson in terms of providing that if, if Robert Quinn can't give that to you. So yes, definitely not good. Um, Roberto, thanks for your question. Um, This is from Caption on Twitter. How deep does running backs look? Artavius Pierce, Khalil Herbert. Who is more likely to make the roster? It's Khalil Herbert, and I don't think there's even a question about it. Artavius Pierce is on the bubble. I did a 53-man roster projection a couple weeks ago. I didn't have Pierce on it. I had Herbert on there. I think Herbert's going to be your number one uh, kick returner this season. At least right now, again, June 15th, a lot of things can can change, but just in terms of what we've been seeing thus far, uh, this at this point in the offseason program, I think Herbert, the rookie, is going to be the Bears' number 1 kick returner. Again, that could change with an injury or two come training camp, but Herbert seems like a lock to make the Bears roster where Pierce is behind David Montgomery. He's behind Tariq Cohen, he's behind Damien Williams. And in a way, he's probably behind uh, Ryan Null a little bit too, because Null is more of your H back, fullback type of guy. Um, he just brings a little bit more, even on special teams as well. Then you have Herbert coming in, the draft pick, who's also you know potentially your number one kick returner. So I think Pierce is definitely on the bubble. Um, how did Jenkins look versus Mac? Um, I, this is from Barebrained on Twitter. How did Tevin Jenkins look versus Cleo Mac? Um, I want to see this battle in in training camp. Um, from our vantage point today at practice, we couldn't see much, um, especially when it came to individual battles like this. But come training camp where there are actually drills and full pads where these are, guys are going at full steam head-to-head, Like that's when I want to see where Teva Jenkins is because you know Cleo Mack wants to test them. I, I did have this observation with Mack today. Um, he was working with – let me get the – it's the undrafted guy, um, Charles Snowden, the outside linebacker, the undrafted rookie. Um, he was working with him kind of off – I don't want to say off of the side because it was kind of a – a different portion of a team uh, individual drill in terms of positions. Um, He was teaching him a few things in terms of how, you know, hand placement and whatnot. So that's good to see because you need some of these younger pass rushers to produce. So Khalil Mack, first day on the field, teaching young guys. You just love to see that if you're the Chicago Bears. Uh, This is from Furious George. On Twitter. Haven't heard much about Larry Borum. That would be the Bears' fifth round pick, whom the Bears had third round grades on. How has he been looking in OTAs and minicamp? I saw a lot of him today, actually, uh, especially during some individual drills. Um, that is a big man. just and he, and he moves so well. You can see why the Bears like them. In the middle rounds, especially in fifth rounds, um, you know, Pace did tell me for that draft story um, that he took him inside the draft room. Like they had third round grades on him, and you could see some of that in the movements and whatnot. Um, you could see some of the athleticism. You could see some of the nasty. He does bring that in the individual drills, but it's the same thing, just like with with Tevin Jenkins. You want to see him in full pads going up against the Bears' best pass rushers. You hope that includes Robert Quinn, but it will definitely include the Cleo Macs. You know, the the Charles Snowdens. I mean, these are the guys the Bears have, but you want to see Cleo Mac test the Bears' rookies. I think the Bears will get a good sense of how ready these young guys are to take the field at that point. That comes in training camp. You won't see it every day because things are... Tempered on some days, but that's what the Bears want to see. I can't wait to see it. I think some fans will be allowed into House Hall to see it as well. So I think that's, you know, I I think everybody's excited about the rookies, but let's get to training camp to find out more about them. Let's try to find one more here. A lot of questions about Cole Komet again. Again, listen back to what Zach and I were telling him. A lot of questions about Eddie Goldman. Please listen back to that as well. Um, and people are asking about Justin Fields. So maybe I'll just leave it with this. Um, um, this is this is from Bobby M. Um, on Twitter. Something, something, Justin Fields. Um, I get the excitement. Today wasn't his best day. Uh, even Matt Nagy, when asked for something noteworthy about Justin Fields' performance today, nothing came to mind. I don't think that's alarming. I don't think that's shocking. I think this is going to be process for them. And again, the true tests won't come when the Bears are in shorts and helmets in the middle of June. More tests will come in the preseason. More tests will come in training camp during live drills. So let's get to there. All right. Another Hogan Johns podcast is over. Um, I want to thank Zach Pearson from the Bear Report for joining. Um, Again, follow him at Zach underscore Pearson. You can read me on theathletic.com. Follow me at Adam Johns on Twitter. That's J-A-H-N-S. You can read Hogue, Adam Hogue, you know, my old podcast partner. Whenever he comes back, he's on NBC Sports Chicago. You can follow him at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, on Twitter. Look for our shirts on obviousshirts.com. Watch us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. And please, rate and review the podcast when you can. That's it. I'll be back on Thursday with more observations from the training camp. It ends on Thursday, and then we're into the true offseason for the Bears and many other NFL teams. Until then, see ya. Bears.